folks, do you feel like everything these days is go, go, go? It's nonstop from work to friends to family and a million pressing issues. Sometimes you just need to take a playoff and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. Hey, it's that time of year in Minnesota again to get out on the lake, go to the cabin, sit back, watch some baseball. Coors Light is the perfect refreshment to chill during these summer months. There's only one beer out there that's made to chill. The mountains on the bottles and cans turn blue when your beer is cold, and that way you know it's time to chill. Hit that reset button with some mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Coors Light is the one you should choose when you need to unwind. When you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that is made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Hey everybody, welcome to Purple Insider, presented by Scout Logistics and by Stimbol. Michael Pierce talked on Wednesday morning for about a half an hour with the Twin Cities media, and I wanted to bring the entire thing to you guys because it was a lot of fun and very interesting and insightful, pretty much about as insightful as you'll ever hear an athlete be, uh, as Michael Pierce talked about his last year, what he thinks of the defense how he's kept himself busy, and even mentioned his dog, Princeton. So it is a must-listen all the way through. He was very happy to be talking about football again after spending last year as an opt-out. So here's Michael Pierce's press conference. Awesome. All right, good morning, everybody. Um, I just want to say I'm super, super blessed to be here. It's been a great morning so far. Uh, got to meet a lot of guys in the strength staff and got a good workout in. But most importantly, I want to thank, you know, the ownership of the Vikings, uh, Coach Zimmer, um, Coach Dre, obviously, uh, Mr. Spielman for believing in me and uh, obviously waiting on me for a year. So um, it's super, super great to be in the building. It's super great to, you know, be in a, be in a football regimen again so uh I'm, I'm blessed to be here i'm super excited and um whatever answers whatever answers you guys are searching for i'm willing to answer so we'll leave it up to y'all hey mike thanks for doing this um just wanted to ask you what was it like being away from football for a year um obviously it's not something a lot of guys in the middle of their career have to do what was it like for you uh it was interesting so i would relate it to um it was an early snapshot of retirement for me obviously you have to do your job with your uh, nutrition with your working out, being diligent, that's those things. But as far as that, my schedule was wide open. First time I was technically unemployed. So uh, for me, it was an early snapshot of retirement. It gave me a lot of time to you know do some thorough searching. Um, I found a lot of things I was interested in, like starting to do piano. Um, more importantly, I got into some philanthropic things. So I'm starting a family foundation, um, doing some real estate stuff with my family to leave a legacy for my parents and those kind of things. So um, for me, it, 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 it did me a lot of good, uh, gave me some direction post-football, but it also just gave me some time to, you know, see how much I love the game. And I felt that burning desire to be out with those guys, even when camp started. You know, most vets don't normally tell you they don't look forward to camp, but um I missed practice and just being around the guys and just having like camaraderie and friendship, all those things you hear retired guys talking about. I felt that early. So um, for me, it'll make uh, this season and the coming seasons that much more special. 
Hey, Mike, how did you uh, take care of your health, I guess, during the pandemic, which is obviously still going, but um, just wondering, like, you know, how many extra precautions you felt like you had to take or have you been able to be vaccinated yet and that kind of mm-hmm. thing? Yes, sir. So first and foremost, yes, I did get vaccinated. I got my last shot about two weeks ago, uh, Pfizer. So that was very important for me, but day to day from, you know, the months of, I guess, March until this past month. Um, I just stayed in the house, really. Uh, obviously, I had the gym, um, had a personal chef, so I didn't really have to leave the house for that stuff. Um, but just stayed to myself as much as I could. I bought a dog just out of boredom, but uh, I love him to death, and that was my companion. Uh, I saw my family a few times. They've been vaccinated as well. But uh, as far as just, like, outings and restaurants and typical everyday things, I stayed out the way, stayed sure I you know, stay safe. I got tested two or three times just to make sure I was good. But um, outside of that, it's just, you know, being inside, being inside your home. So, uh, yeah, I found a lot of things to do, like I just mentioned. But um, it was rough, to be honest with you, but it was necessary. Yeah, Michael, there's kind of this big discussion going on around the league right now about players coming to the facility to work out this offseason and being part of, of OTAs. Obviously, you're, you're in Minnesota now that you're back in it, do you plan to, to spend the offseason working out at the facility and, and taking part in all the offseason stuff? Uh, well, this morning I got I made sure the guys got to look at me. Um, we haven't made that decision as a team. So I'm obviously a part of the team, and I'm going to do what the guys feel is best. But uh, today it was make sure that these guys know I've been working, make sure I've been staying in shape. Uh, I'm going to look for some houses today. But um, – I'm going to lead it up to our leadership. Like I said, I'm, I'm new here. I don't want to make any decisions for anybody. But, um, you know, first and foremost, I'm a player on this team, and uh, we have great leadership, and I'm going to fall under whatever they decide to do. Oh, hey, Michael. Yeah, great to uh, see you. Thanks for doing this. What was it like last year when you were kind of far away and you saw the Vikings' defense struggle and, you know, you obviously couldn't help them? And then uh, moving forward, how do you feel about how they've uh, retooled the defense? Yeah, um, it was rough, All right, like I said. So um, I, I said this in an earlier interview. It gave me, like, a perspective to be, like, just a fan of the game. Been playing this game since I was four, haven't took a year off until this year. So um, it was different. Obviously, you know, I pride myself on being one of the better defensive tackles in this league. I saw a lot of plays that I felt like I could have made and helped personally. But, um, you know, it's a long season. I would say my feelings started to, you know, get better as the season went on. Thanksgiving was rough, if I'm not mistaken, the Saints game. But um, outside of that, man, I think it gave a lot of those guys a lot of, you know, there's growing pains for sure, but, you know, reps in this league are invaluable. And, you know, as younger players, even when I was in my second year in the league, those reps are invaluable, and it made a difference my third year, my fourth year, and, you know, going on forward. So it builds confidence just being on the field for those young guys. But um, as far as me and the free agency moves we've made, it's been amazing. So um, we'll get a lot of guys back healthy this year, obviously, with Daniil and Anthony Barr and all those guys. So um, Dalvin Thompson will be next to me. That's a big, big, big time get for me um, and for our defensive front. So, um I'm super excited. We'll have Stephen Weatherly back. I've known him for a while as well. Great pass rusher. So um, I'm I'm super excited. Like I said, I've never been without football this long. So um, I cannot wait, if you can't tell by my face, to get on the field. So, yeah. Courtney Cronin. Hi, Michael. When they made the move in free agency to bring in Dalvin Tomlinson, who was primarily a nose tackle in New York, were you like, oh, my God, they just got my replacement? Like, were you, like, 
pressed about it at all? Did you get that communicated to you? I know you say he's going to be next to you. And, you know, we haven't really had a chance to, like, talk to coaches about where they see him playing, but it makes sense at three technique. Did you get that confirmed mm-hmm. to you? Like, I am the nose tackle. He is the three technique. Well, so one thing about Coach Dre and Coach Amar J. Albert, they've done a great job with, like, communicating with me throughout the season. So even coming up to free agency, I knew what they were thinking. I knew who they had on their board. Obviously, that one was a top priority for us. So, um, no, I I knew what was going on the whole time. But, like I said, I'm an undrafted person. So um, competition has never been a thing for me. But, like I said, um, I played next to Brandon Williams, another nose guard. So, um, as far as that goes, I think it'll be great. We have one of the top run defenses in Baltimore. And, um, yeah, like I said, I've, I've always kind of known what we had going on, what we had, we're looking forward to doing in free agency. And, uh, yeah, they've done a great job of just keeping me a part of the loop. But, um, no, it'll be a great, great time to compete against him and, and actually learn from him. So, um, like I said, until you're done and retired, I don't think you can quit learning. And he's done a great job being a nose guard and getting sacks, something I haven't been the best at. So um, I'm going to learn from him just like he – and I'm sure he can take some things from me. So it'll be a beneficial relationship for both both of us. Hi, Michael. Um curious what you see when you look at Mike Zimmer's scheme and maybe how that might be different from what you've done before. Um, so the way I look at it, and I've, I've studied Limbaugh over the past few years, even before I got any interest in the Vikings. So uh, they kind of play the nose the same way. Um, they also do allow them to do more things in the pass first game than, you know, we, we would say in Baltimore. But, you know, that depends on, you know, scheme and all that kind of stuff without getting too technical. We've had, like, in, especially the Ravens, like Terrell Suggs and Elvis Zumerville and those guys, those guys drive that defense. But um, obviously they've had Griff here. They've had, uh, you know, we still have Daniil. But, um, no, they depend on their nose tackles to do stuff in the pass game as well as the run game. And um, that's kind of why I came here. Obviously, Coach Dre is an amazing, does an amazing job with defensive linemen and specifically with Limbaugh. So um, that's kind of what I want to mold myself after. Also being, you know, being a dominant nose guard in the run game, but also getting to the passer and, um, you know, rounding my game out. Michael, you had to make your decision not to play pretty early on when people really didn't know what was going on. It it was kind of a bold and brave sometimes decision. Did you, as the season went on, regret? And that communication with Dre must have helped. What were your, your feelings when you had to make that and then going through it? Was there any self-doubt that you made the right choice? Yeah, so I'll be completely honest with you. There for sure were many times where I was like, dang, I could have been out there. So, um, you know, when we made the decision, um, there wasn't a ton of science behind everything. They were, the mortality rate was climbing every day. I am um, like to stay up on current news. So um, talk to my childhood doctor, talk to my primary care doctor in Alabama. Um, they weren't super confident because of my upper respiratory situation that I battled with throughout my life. So um, I kind of had to lean on those guys, and they kind of wanted me to err on the side of caution, but for sure. So, um, you know, I stayed up to date with what was going on with our team. And, you know, at that time, I think Mr. Sugarman had just caught COVID. So it, it was a mess, to be honest with you. It was I felt rushed, but, you know, it's a business and things have to go on. So um, I made the best decision for me. And thank, I was super thankful that nobody, you know, we didn't have any – deaths in the NFL or anything with extended, you know, uh, stays in the hospital, those kind of things. But, you know, for me at that time in early, I, I guess it's August, 
Yeah, for July, whenever I made the decision, um, it was just so much uncertainty that, you know, I had to lean on, you know, the people who know me and who've, you know, watched me grow as an adult. So, um, yeah, no, 110%, I felt like, especially, you know, as the weeks went on and, you know, the NFL got more, you know, adept with dealing with the COVID situation, uh, I for sure regretted it to an extent. Hey, Mike, got uh, got two questions for you. Uh, first of all, what is the best song you learned how to play on piano while you were away from football? And also, uh, how did you keep your mind and your body in football shape? Because uh, you take some time off, but you still have to be ready to hit the ground running with a new team mm-hmm. and a new situation now in 2021. All right, this is, this is slightly embarrassing. So um, I started off with Mary Had a Little Lamb. And I never really progressed from there. I put that down and tried something else. So um, I, I got to start all the way over, to be completely honest with you. But I think I can still play Mary Had a Little Lamb, but that's the very first song I learned. I mastered it, and then when I tried the, another song, I can't remember the name of it um, at this moment, but didn't go too hot. So uh, I tried to learn all this stuff via Zoom, though. So having a piano teacher there to teach me and, you know, master your foot on the keys and, you know, learning all the keys is it's kind of hard via zoom for somebody who's picking it up fresh but also i do hear Stephen wesley is a musician and he plays like six or seven instruments so hopefully i can get a keyboard and if he's adept at playing piano we can work that out uh football wise so i, I told the strength staff this morning i just started doing some different stuff so uh squat tober i have a power lifting background lift weight lifting background i got to try that for the first time that was super super fun for me not great on your knees and on your back but like I said, I had time to recover, so that was good. Uh, just like 25 days of like squat and deadlift. Uh, if you're not crazy about weightlifting, I would not suggest it. But um, I actually got into CrossFit from January to February, and that's when I cut it off and started to get back into full-time football stuff. But all those things, I learned a lot of different stuff. Uh, CrossFit took a lot of you know bad weight off of me. Um, and I feel like I'm in great shape. I think the strength staff would agree with that today. And um, I've, I've been ready to roll, man. Had honed in on my nutrition, got to know my body from an extended amount of time and trying some different things on my diet. And uh, holistically, I think I became a better player and a person. Obviously, we'll see what the results on the field. But as far as my body and my mind and everything else, I've, I've, I've grown. Did you watch games? Um, did you have like a setup? What were Sundays like for you? Because it's probably got to be pretty hard if you're, you know, regret, regretting your decision at certain points to be like, mm-hmm. you know, can you put it away or do you try to be like all in on that? Sorry, my email's going off. It's annoying. No worries. Um, no like, worries. How do you how did you handle that on Sundays? Yeah. So. If you check my Twitter, like, I watched every game. I live tweeted just like a fan. And like I said, it gave me a different perspective. So, like I said, I haven't really met any of these guys in person. I sat in on all the meetings in the spring, obviously. I've met Shamar Stevens. I've known Stephen Weatherly. Outside of that, and Coach Amar personally. But um, outside of that, I didn't know anyone. So I got to know these guys, like, through a TV screen, just like fans would. And, uh, no, I watched every single game. Um, I had, like, two TV setups in my house and a computer. So NFL game day was, like, a big thing for me on my computer. Watched the Vikings and whatever team that my friends were playing, like, the good matchups around the league. I watched them. Um, like I said, it was hard. But, like, you know, it's a super long season. So I think at the week eight, I was, like, mentally okay. But, like I said, for me, I started, like, working out on Sunday mornings just to get, like, some anxiousness out. But it's turned into a routine. So, um, yeah, I got on my Peloton. I hopped in the sauna, went to church. By that time, it was 12 o'clock. 
had me a good, nice meal, got me a glass of wine, and, you know, watched Vikings football just like everybody else. So it was fun. Obviously, I would love to be playing a lot, lot more. But, um, no, I made the most of it. Mike, I'm just wondering, like, pre-COVID, how asthma uh, sort of has affected your career and, like, how you've managed that? And then also, real quick, what's your dog's name? All right. First of all, my son's name is Princeton. Standard poodle. He is six months. Uh, that became my best friend because we were in the house together each and every day. So, um, no, nah, love my dog. But um, back to your question. Uh, wait, what was the question? Please repeat that. I'm sorry. Yeah, how, like how you've managed your asthma and how, oh, right, how right. your career. Right. So um, I've always carried an inhaler. Um, obviously, in colder weather, I have an abuterol and a um, nebulizer. So uh, each and every, probably saying starting in, like, late September, October, we start that rolling and um, take an inhaler every day. Um, so we try to manage it that way. Um, I've had trips to the hospital when I was younger until I started to know how to manage it. And um, I say my worst experience, I caught pneumonia 2017 after a game in Green Bay where it was like zero degrees. And it took me like three weeks to recover from that. Like fluid on my lungs. I think I lost like 16 pounds in like three or four days. It was a mess. So um failed a lot of breathing tests, all that kind of stuff. So um when COVID happened, you know, although that was like three years at that time, I still remember how my body did not recover like the doctors thought it would. So prednisone, all that stuff didn't really help as quick as they hoped. Obviously, we were in the middle of the season, so that was a mess. But um, no, I just knew that obviously, you know, I was in good shape. And, you know, they say if you're in better shape or, you know, your body fat is this high, all that kind of stuff, you were less likely to end up in the hospital. But knowing that I had a rough battle and a rough go with pneumonia. Um, and that was, you know, at the time, I felt like that was far less deadly than COVID. Um, I knew that I, if I caught it, I would struggle probably mightily, more so than most people. So um, that's kind of what, you know, pushed me over the edge to, you know, sit out. But, no, nah, it's something that I have to deal with each and every winter and, you know, sometimes in, in the summer. So, um it's just a, it's a thing I got to deal with, and I've been really diligent in managing it, and uh, we'll continue to do that. And uh, like I said, I've been vaccinated, been blessed to never test positive. So um, just keep staying safe and doing what I can. Welcome to Minnesota. I uh, just want to ask you about um, the communication, the outreach that Coach Dre and Coach Alberry did while you were away, and then also mm-hmm. how much pride you took in, in getting that workout in today to show folks that, that you did handle your business while you were gone and you're going to be ready to roll. Yeah, so I would think Coach Alberry would tell you I called him after every game just to talk through stuff. So, um, no, nah, while he was watching film, I kept my iPad, and like I said, I, I watched every game live. So, um I stayed and stayed up to date as much as I could. And, um, no, I, it built like a different level of trust that these people, you know, obviously I chose to sit out, but they still value me as a person, as a player to check on me and talk me through what was going on each and every day. So, um, that only made me, you know, work harder and stay diligent throughout this off season, even more so than I guess I normally would, but either way it goes, um, that's a special bond that I, and respect that I have for Coach Dre and Coach Albury. And um, I'm super grateful that they did that. And the second part of your question was what? I'm sorry. Oh, just how, how good it was to show what you can do to, to your new coach. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, that like I said, that was a part of me just, you know, 
being a guy who didn't get drafted, who, you know, had to fight for everything he had and to have the Vikings invest in me was, that was monumental, man. Literally brought tears to my eyes. So, um, no, today was a big day for me. I wanted to make sure my weight was good. I moved as well as I possibly could. And when we got in the weight room, I showed them who I was, who I've always been. So, um, I think everybody would tell you I passed it with flying colors. And, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to more so getting on the field, but today was a great start. And um, they know I'm in shape and they know I've been diligent in doing what I'm supposed to do. And, um, you know, ultimately that all leads up to making a difference on Sunday. So um, step one is, is down, but we got a lot lot more days of hard work and, and diligence to go. But um, I think today went really well, and uh, we'll just keep building from there. Oh, hey, Michael, I know you've uh, touched a lot in this interview just about uh, the kind of shape you're in, your nutrition. Um, what are you weighing now, and just how have you been able to – change how you go about controlling your weight after you know a couple years ago you had some issues yeah so um if you're familiar with coach dre's interview when i asked him last uh what was his advice to me about uh just going through the season um of not playing was to hire nutritionists and uh, have a really good trainer so i've always had a good trainer um i've never been as diligent as i have been with my uh with my nutrition so um that's been going super, super great. I've learned about so much different stuff and how you can mix and match different principles from keto and all this different stuff into a diet for football players and something that my body will respond to. So um, this year has been great as far as that. Uh, I am 341 today. I played around 350 in Baltimore, but uh, I've gotten as low as like 335. But as far as like me playing wise, I like to keep it around there. And, you know, you'll drop a few pounds in camp and that kind of stuff. But as far as the offseason goes, this is probably the lightest I've been since my rookie year. And uh, like I said, I've been running a lot, a lot better than I have in the past. So um, as far as a holistic standpoint, I'm in great shape. Uh, my body fat is lower at, at 341 than it has ever been. So that's a that's a, obviously a positive. And um, like I said, man, I think I'm just ready to roll. Um, they don't really want, you know, figurines or you know action figures or bodybuilders that nose guard you got to be a little bit heavy to uh, deal with those double teams so i think i'm right where i need to be um if i shave a few pounds off before the season and end up like 335 that'll be perfect um but 335 to 340 is my range that i would like to stay at so i'm right in range man and it's pretty early for that so it's been going well michael you said you regretted your decision you kind of struggled with it during the season if you could describe uh, reactions from teammates that you didn't know and also the reactions that you got, uh, any interactions with uh, with Mike Zimmer and how he handled your decision. Well, yeah, Coach Zimmer was super supportive from day one. And, you know, the NFL, they do a great job of, before they even sign you, they go through your medical files and with a fine-tooth comb before they invest in you. So, like my upper respiratory issues were never a surprise to them. So um, I think they were more okay with my decision because of that. And uh, like I said, Coach Zimmer's been great. Uh, got to hug him and uh, thank him for bringing me in yesterday. So I was happy about that. But um, no, man, it's uh, it was tough. Like I said, um, the players have been super supportive. I, I still talk to a lot of guys on IG. Nobody's, you know, in the building right now. But the few people I've met that's in the building, that's been great. But no, man, um, they, everybody was super supportive. And, you know, obviously from a personal standpoint, I do feel responsible about some of the stuff that happened last year. And uh, no, man, it's just a, it was a tough situation. Like I said, injuries, you know, everybody understands that. But the opt-out thing is just something new to football in general. So, um, 
No, everybody was supportive. You know, we had a rough year last year, but everybody seems upbeat and happy for me to be here. And that's um, it's amazing for me. And uh, no, man, I'm ready to roll. I know earlier you had mentioned just with the moves that they made in free agency and seeing how dominant this team could potentially be against the run. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that the coaches of Rick Spielman talked about is just the need to improve the pass rush. How do you feel um, your skills are as a pass rusher? I mean, we haven't we haven't had a chance to you know see you in action here, but you know, sure. where are your strengths with that area, and what areas as a pass rusher, um, as a nose tackle, do you want to improve on? Right. So. Uh... Because of what I came from in Baltimore, uh, Brandon Williams and myself were primarily run stoppers. Um, we had a lot of different packages where they had like bigger tackles. So I don't know if you're familiar with like Lawrence Guy, who plays in um, played in New England, he's a free agent. I don't know where he signed, but we had a lot of different guys that we missed and matched, and we did a lot of good different personnel stuff in the passing game. But like I said. Um, before I even signed here, um, coach told me how he, you know, progressed Lynn Ball. And, uh, you know, uh, he's been a great run stopper, but he also got to the passer. And, you know, we got Jared Goff in this division. We got Aaron Rodgers in this division. It's imperative that you get to the passer. So bringing Dalvin in, he's done a great job as a nose guard of getting to the passer. That's something that I always desperately wanted to improve. So, um, I think my power is great and I have quickness and all that stuff, but for me, it's putting those pieces together and progressing my game forward. And that's where you get those pro bowls and all pros and all that stuff. So, um, like I said, I performed at a high level in the run game always, but that's something of my game where I feel like I have the tools. I just haven't been, you know, always put in the best position, but me personally, I have to know exactly what to do when they put me in those positions to execute, to get to the quarterback. So I think that's definitely a work in progress. It's something I've always been honest about. And, uh, like I said, I think I'm in a great place with Coach Dre and, um, you know, this, the system that Coach Zimmer allows those guards to do a lot of different things in the past game, which will also help my game. And uh, for me, it's just stepping up to that plate and making it happen. A little bit of a, a broad question for you, Michael. You've always played mm-hmm. on, on very good defenses. You're coming to a defense that struggled last year. Just w- what do you think it takes to turn around a defense and just be a good defense in, in 2021 in the NFL? Right. So I would say, like I said, you know, Last year it was an outlier for, you know, this team. Uh, saw them in 2017 when they were number one in the league. And, you know, like I said, you, like you said, I've always played on top defenses. But, you know, injuries have happened to this team last year. Anthony Barr is a Pro Bowl caliber guy. Uh, Daniil Hunter, all pro caliber guy. So when you miss those two guys, let alone a run stopper and all these other things, you know, some things are going to happen that aren't characteristic of what you're, you know, accustomed to seeing from a Vikings defense. So, you know, we had young corners, Cam and Jeff got, you know, invaluable reps that they might not have gotten if they had like the older guys in front of them. So I would say, you know, Amon Watts played a lot and like those reps are like, as a player, you understand like those reps are invaluable. So even if you do take a lesser role, you feel more comfortable in, you know, I know what I can do in this league. I know where I can go to my go-to moves and all those things. So, um, you know, if we brought in Pat Peterson, that's only going to help our young corners grow exponentially. The reps that he has, the knowledge that he has. Um, you know, I'm going to bring some knowledge to the nose guard room. Um, Dalvin's, you know, great in his, his own right. So he's going to bring knowledge and we're all going to work together. And then, you know, EK is an all pro. Harrison Smith. I can go on and on, but like I said, the additions and the health that we're going to bring to the field this season is going to be, 
I think, a lot more reminiscent of what you guys are used to. And, you know, that's why I signed here, to play on another great defense. And uh, with everybody healthy and the additions we made and bringing Stephen Weatherly back and all those kind of things and Xavier Rose coming in, Xavier Woods, excuse me, coming in on the back end as well. I think we're going to be really good, man. You know, the work has to get put in. The chemistry has to come in. And, uh, you know, everybody has to jail. But as far as pieces on paper, which accounts to nothing, obviously. But on paper, everything looks good. It's just about how we jail, how we go through the offseason, camp, all that good stuff. And once week one hits, we'll see what the product is. But as far as right now, I think we're looking, you know, like more like what you guys are accustomed to seeing. Okay. Hey, welcome to the Vikings. Would you – Mind talk about talking about I mean, being a Viking now and being in the middle of this. Uh, I mean, the Derek Chauvin trial and the murder of Dante Wright and what an impact it's had. Uh, first of all, on the community and and the reaction uh, that uh, athletes have to deal with that play here. Yeah. So. You know, obviously I'm super new to Minnesota, so I haven't been able to get into the community. But just from a holistic respect aspect, um, they've done a great job in the community. As I'm speaking on the Vikings' behalf. So the Wills have donated over $5 million. They started our social justice committee in 2017. And I was, you know, obviously before I decided to opt out, I was actually on the social justice committee. So Coach Dre heads that. And, uh, like, having leaders like EK and Amir Abdullah and Stephen Weatherly back now, um, they're so community-driven and oriented that, you know, even though I am community-oriented-driven, like, I'm going to follow to those guys' leadership and do – and, you know, learn from them about the community and try to help and heal those wounds as they, you know, as they presently are. But as far as, you know, the murder and all that stuff, um, for me – I look at it from like a holistic respect until we all can, you know, come together um, like a Dr. King would say, you know, until we all can come together and realize we're all on this earth, regardless of skin color um, and love each other and do what's necessary for us to progress as a human race. um, Things like this will continue to happen, unfortunately, but I'm super hopeful that, you know, because we are here and, you know, because we have these events happen here that, you know, I and, you know, a, a lot of the other guys who, you know, who dedicated their lives and dedicated their, their present time to this stuff, that we can help heal those wounds in their community and get with these people and, you know, educate, 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 educate. And, you know, tragedy prevention is almost impossible to, you know, eradicate, but education and, you know, for me, it's just about loving each other as humans and seeing each other, regardless of skin color and, um, you know, working together, you know, like I said, the police are necessary. Disbandment is never a thing that I don't. I think would be great for a community. You know, they keep us safe and all those things, but you know, there's no room for these tragedies, obviously. So, um, like I said, it's it just comes from a love perspective for me, and uh, you know, respect from both parties, and uh, you know, just got to work together. So it's super hard. It's super, you know, uncomfortable for a lot of people to talk about, and. Um, you know, we got to keep having those conversations, keep educating both sides and, you know, just loving each other, really. So that's kind of where I am with that. Um, Mike, just kind of general question. I know you said, like, and we all know nobody's there right now. Uh, was this, did the Vikings just bring you in because they wanted to, like, see where you were at physically? Like, why are you in Minnesota right now? Just Yeah, so um, 
obviously they, they wanted to show me the love that they showed everybody else that they brought in the free agency, even though I signed last year. So that was something Coach Drake thought of, and I'm super, super appreciative of that. So I met, I literally walked the whole campus, got to see the museum, everything, um, got to meet each and every person down to Miss Mary, the front office lady, super sweet lady, by the way. Um, so no, I had it. I just got the full free agent experience. So that was awesome. Um, warmed my heart, obviously. And then today I, I kind of, pushed for, you know, the D-line stuff. But, yeah, no, they definitely want to evaluate and see where I am, you know, after a year off. You never want anybody to walk in on the first day of OTAs or whatever time we decide to report. And uh, you just don't have an idea. Anxiety and all that kind of stuff will kick in, I'm sure, from up top. So, um, no, like I said, today was great. Uh, Like I said, I've been working out diligently, and I was proud to show where I am. And, uh, like I said, I want these guys in Coach Dre to mold me. And I showed them what I can do with the strength staff and all that stuff to have the film to be able to evaluate and everything and just coach me, you know, until we can get back to it here and everybody under one roof. So, um, no, I enjoyed it. And like I said, it, for me, it was about, you know, proving that, you know, I'm going to be the player and the person they expect me to be. So um, I'm grateful that they brought me up here. And uh, like I said, let's keep working from there. Thanks so much, Michael. I appreciate everybody's time today.